Empire of Corsicana, Texas. At the sound of her name, Essie trembled with a mix of elation and disbelief. Excusing herself, she wove through the murmuring crowd and toward the festooned podium. Heads craned to catch a glimpse of her approach. The masses parted like clouds making way for a tiny beam of light. Congratulations, dear said an elegant woman wearing a hat of rose-pink chiffon with a sheer polka-dot veil. A swarthy man in white knickerbockers and matching jacket touched his beret. A young police officer took Essie's elbow and waved the crowd back. And then she was at the podium, where the newspaper editor, who couldn't weigh more than 120 pounds soaking wet, handed her the giant first-place wreath. It was half again as big as she, and almost as heavy. A bouquet of luscious aromas from the roses, gardenias, and carnations decorating the wreath filled her nose. Thank you, she said. The editor beheld her prize-winning costume, then turned to the crowd with a flourish of his elegant little hand. I give you Miss Spreckelmeyer owner and president of the Corsicana Velocipede Club. Straightening her posture, she slipped the pleated cuff of her Gijot sleeve through the wreath and held it to the side so the crowd could take another look at the costume that had been voted to victory. Men cheered. Women clapped, their gloved hands sounding like the rapid flapping of birds' wings. Out of the corner of her eye, she caught sight of an illustrator just as he flipped back a page in his sketchbook. He poised his charcoal on a fresh sheet of paper and shouted, Miss Spreckelmeyer, look this way! Startled, she glanced at him, amazed as he quickly swept his charcoal pencil in large arcs across his pad, his movements culminating in a rough outline of her holding the wreath. The crowd quieted and she returned her attention to the waiting audience. The confident words she had rehearsed in her daydreams fled from her mind. In a panic, she looked to her right and left, as if she might miraculously discover the content of her acceptance speech hanging from the grand oaks lining the park. She cleared her throat. Ladies and gentlemen wheelers, I, um... I cannot begin to find the words to express how very much this honor means to me. A smattering of applause. I wish to thank... Hey, lady! A large man in a black summer jacket, black derby, and black boots pushed his way to the front. I'm a member of the anti-bloomer brigade, and we don't approve of this emancipation movement you lady wheelers are pushing on our female population. We believe that a lady should look like a lady. What do you think in a parade in an outfit like that? And in front of an assembly like this? Why, you're shaming God, our country, and the entire fair sex. The crowd hushed, and the illustrator hastily flipped over a new page, sketching the heckler. I do not belong to any special dress reform movement, sir, she said. I simply wear bloomers because they are the most sensible attire for a lady cycler. Well, you might as well be wearing men's trousers. He leaped up onto the stage. Essie stumbled back, 
gasps rose from the crowd. The diminutive editor-in-chief would be no match for the burly man, and she saw no sign of the officer who had escorted her to the podium. I've taken an oath, the man said, lumbering toward her. An oath to do everything I can to put a stop to this immorality. And I intend to do just that. He grabbed Essie's arm. Three men standing close to the front scrambled onto the platform. Now see here, shouted one of them. Unhand that woman. His words had the effect of a battle cry. And the most defining moment of Essie's cycling career reduced itself into an all-out brawl. Chapter 1 Beaumont, Texas One week later